Consigliere. It's, it's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are in the week of Christmas Eve. That's tomorrow. Woo. Christmas is coming up. New Year's is going to be next week. Dennis, how you doing? Episode 116. How you doing today, man? You know, I'm feeling festive. I'm sitting here in my cane cane pants. I am I am all I am all jollied up over here. I got got my my cocoa all warmed up. What about you, sir? Nice. Oh, I'm great. I'm back in the car life right now, man. I'm recording in a car, but I got a new mic, Ooh, so uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, fucking. So last week, remember, I, I threw out, uh, I'm like, ah, oh, guys and gals, I'm sorry. If you're looking forward to me giving a review of that new Trolls holiday special, it's not happening this week. And you snickered at me and laughed. Well, we got, <laughs> we got a message here on Facebook saying, looking forward to that Trolls Christmas review. Thanks, Making Rick. the podcast insightful, well-produced. And- no, no, no. This is someone else. <gasps> this is oh. uh, this is my, my old pal, uh, Reno. Remember oh, Reno. Reno. Uh, to- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Thanks for checking out the show, man. Thanks, and, dude. And uh, it makes me feel good that someone wants to hear my Trolls review because that's coming up tonight. Or well, today, whenever time. you're listening. <laughs> um, oh, man. Ooh. Oh, and we had we had uh, Movie Toast, the festival, our first that festival we last weekend. Oh, that was Ooh, a man, lot that of was fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank, uh, thanks to all of you who were able to join us and hang out with us live. Uh, we had a great time chatting with you. And just sharing some incredible work and those incredible films. Um, mm-hmm. Congrats again to all of the filmmakers who were who participated and came out. But special congratulations to our Golden Toast Award winner, Madame Grenier's Toaster. That was a mm-hmm. fantastic piece. And uh, it, again, great time. I'm, I'm already looking forward to next year. Yes, uh, we're going to be putting up uh, by the end of the year. So by next week, we're going to start taking submissions, I think. So that should be fun. Oh, yeah. The assembling is going to come up here pretty quick, folks. So keep an eye out if you're already looking to enter for the next one. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, hey, why well, don't want to give you guys my money? And it's like, you don't have to really, man. We are we do super cheap like entry fees. Like I think $12 was the most I got in the de- deadly late dead fee. Yep. I don't know what I'm saying. The late entry fee. The section. deadliest fee. <laughs> I think that should be a category next year. The deadliest fee section. Twelve fifty. <laughs> we we have one five hundred dollar submission entry, and if you get that one, we'll just we'll give you toaster. Yeah, we're sure. Sh- we'll show you shit. No, yeah, yeah. You, you, we'll give we'll you an award, and you get whether a, it's good or bad. Yeah, it's not you a nice toaster. As, yeah. But no, no, you're getting you're kidding. getting like a mini toaster, like Ooh. an ornament from like a Christmas tree. I don't know. That'd be cute. No, 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 not at all. Just kidding. Anywho, all of this Dennis. is made up. Don't hold us to any of that, please. <laughs> yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. Well, I mean, we are taking submissions in a few weeks for the new one, but uh, there's no deadly late fee, and we're not going to just take five hundred dollars from you to let I you mean, be in the festival because I will. But. I mean, we would, but I don't think anybody's <laughs> that dumb to give us $500. Uh, I mean, no, that generous to give us $500. Dumb, yeah, if you call them dumb, they won't do it. I like how you're whispering into the microphone that people are still hearing us through their it's headphones or whatnot. It's a secret. Okay. I won't tell anybody then. 
Well, you know what I do want to tell people, Dennis? What's I want to tell them about some sweet, sweet movies. But uh, before that, I kind of want to tell them about some sweet, sweet candy cane-sized poles. Oh, lay them on us, poles. So, let's see here. Last week, I reviewed the remake done by uh, Sir uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, the musical West Side Story. I don't know. I don't know what that was. I don't know why you couldn't form an actual sentence. Uh, so, anywho, I wanted to know uh, which version of West Side Story people like the most. Uh, not, not this new one included. It could be. Uh, whether they like the film or the Broadway play, or by play, I mean musical, or both, or neither. And, uh, yeah. That, that's the first poll. Okay. Okay. Yes. Do, do we got a lot of so, got a lot of live Broadway fans among us? Ah, uh, sadly, Broadway got zero, Ooh. and uh, neither got zero. So, thirty-three percent liked both the film and the musical on stage. Okay. Sixty-seven uh, percent prefer the film, and I assume a lot of that's probably uh, the older film. I don't know how many people have seen the newer one. Surprisingly, that was a. Uh, a flop. So that that's, was, that's shocking to me. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was going to be a little, do a little bit better than it has been, but mm. well, hey, the, way, the way it goes. It's still has time. Holidays, people having vacation time. So maybe they'll get out there. Oh yeah. There's, there's the Christmas day movie goers. That's going to be a big crowd. Oh, for sure. And our next poll, Dennis, this one is kind of funny because uh, there's a big story this week uh, that Kevin Feige has been talking to Hugh Jackman about trying to get him to come back to be Wolverine in uh, Secret Wars, the movie. Ooh. And uh, you're going to be reviewing something uh, related to Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. That I am. So I'm intrigued. We'll be talking so about that Hugh see... Jackman. <laughs> I wanted to know if people uh, thought that this was a possibility if he would come back. And uh, some it, it, our options were I could see it happening, maybe, and no way in hell. No way in hell. I, that's a bold. I don't think that. Hey. I don't think there's ever. I don't think no is ever on the table for him and and Logan. <laughs> like, if, if depending on the context and the, the amount of money, I think he'd always be up True. for it to some extent. Whether or not he's I mean, for years clawing and scratching his way through ninety minutes of screen time, probably not anymore. But true. I mean, for years, he said he wanted to be in the MCU and join the Avengers and whatnot. But then Logan came and uh, Wolverine died. So I don't know. know. Like you said, no way to know. Uh, So 25 percent went with no way in hell. 25 went with I could see it happening. 50 percent say maybe. Hmm. Well, I mean, I got to say, I think I obviously lean towards the maybe myself, but only because Hmm. now that we've established the multiverse and everything, we can now easily say, well, we can just pull in and Logan from a different dimension. And it's, That's it's true. The, the universe, as we've witnessed it in the X-Men films, it's still, quote unquote, true. It's just true down that line. You know, the yeah. X-Men were, were probably the deciding force in a lot of events. And they were aware of other mutants, such as because they do allude to Spider-Man. And I believe they allude to... Is it the Hulk or someone? I know there's some dialogue where they mention other stuff. It's always funny when that happens. Yeah, and and you can tell they can't say what it is or who it is, but... 
That that person bitten by a radioactive spider. That the, the scientist with the gamma rays. Exactly right. Yeah, it's like I feel like there was a few of those references back in the day, and um, and then once you get to the kind of um, the re the rehash the uh, what am I trying to say? Um, the younger X Men films where we've kind of reestablished mm. their history. That again kind of rewrites a few little details that we have to kind of again. Well, there's another dimension. We can just. Everything works. Let's just say it all Which, works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it does. In the comic book, because those are comic book fans. No, it's that's just kind of how it goes. True. Nothing's ever off the table in comic books. Exactly. And comic book films and whatnot. Uh, all right. Up next, uh, I reviewed the uh, new movie that is currently about to start streaming in a couple of days on Netflix called Don't Look Up. Uh, and it has a star-studded cast. And I wanted to know who people thought the biggest celebrity was out of Leonardo DiCaprio. Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, and Meryl Streep. Oh, who the biggest star is? Yeah, the biggest celebrity. Well, oh shit. I mean, I think it's a honestly, I think it's kind of a narrow race between uh, DiCaprio and Lawrence. You're not, you're not far off here, Dennis. Zero percent went to Miss Kate Blanchett. Yeah, which not like, against right. her, but no, 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 she's no. not as yeah. famous or like she's not, she's not as popular. But then. That? But then I was like, Meryl Streep, she's been around for years. She's she's a darling, but yeah. 20% for her. Yeah. And to get down to the nitty gritty, you called it 40-40 oh. uh, DiCaprio and Lawrence. You got that right bullseye, man. Woo. Yeah. Nice. That's all I got for polls this week, man. I'm keeping it sweet. Not sensual. Oh, it's going <laughs> to be sticky. They were, they were candy canes, man. You, you ever have a candy cane that's not sticky? You're a fucking liar. <laughs> or, when you, or when they get really sharp. You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever yeah, you trip while you're you about stab yourself, give, oh. give yourself a free tongue piercing. No, nah, man, I was the most cautious fat kid around. Like <laughs> I, I was always afraid anything would happen. Like and nothing was off the table, like possibilities of danger. Yeah, I lived. I lived in a bubble in my own head. It was a sad, <laughs> sad life. Still I, do probably. I knew a kid who did that to himself. He claimed he did. Was eating a candy cane and tripped, and then it just went right through his tongue. Did did did, did you see the scar or anything on the tongue? Did he have an yeah. impediment? He claimed he claimed the, okay. the the mark on his tongue was what it was from, and his as, right. and his brother his his younger brother who had like a horrified look on his face said that it was true. Yeah. So, right, so like I, I guess you could believe so. that. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Anyhow. You know what I'd like to thank, Dennis. <laughs> I like thinking? to think that there's a battle brewing between the two of us. A war of wits, some would call it. A dun, 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 twister dun, of dun, trivia. Dun. A battle royale <laughs> of knowledge. Sir. Other things that I can't make words up for. The gauntlet has been thrown. You can't oh. see it because I'm over here. And I can't it was, see it. It was a silent gauntlet. There's a shitty Well, I took off my velvet glove. <laughs> I'd slap you in the face with it, but I, I once again I'm not anywhere near you, so I can't do it. But I I'm thinking it. I'm doing the old the old Robin Hood men in tights, and I took the the knight's gauntlet and I returned the I returned the slap. Damn. Well it's Bam. on, Dennis. Where where we at? Do we know <laughs> what happened last week? I once again I'm like Dory, man. I can't remember anything that ha recently happened. Well, sir, I, I will remind you watch movies. of your lead. You are up eight. Over my six wins, and uh, oh, okay, so we're we're close enough. Close, not close enough in my book. 
hey man i i i will see what happens (laughs) uh so does that does that mean i won last week you did sir you did you did one you did win last week sweet could you hit me with one of them awesome comedy cartoons oh i don't know about awesome but i'll give you this one Better be awesome. In the 1963 comedy, how many times does the word mad appear in the title? It's a blank world. All right. Let me let me run through it in my head. See, I like that they phrased they phrased it this way. The last deck was different. Ah <laughs> oh, god, I'm tossed between four and five or six, but I'm gonna go with five. Incorrect, sir. It is actually four. You were very close. Dang. Not close enough. Because it wasn't an awesome question. So let's give me another (laughs) one because I specifically asked for an awesome 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 blossom, please. Extra awesome. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here, Michael Scott. Okay. I think I need a horror sci-fi question. I think you could. Oh, wow. Here's a toughie. True or false? Samuel L. Jackson appears in Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. True. <laughs> oh, my God. That's correct. I don't know how you ever thought that one. Oh, man. Good job. Uh, that was a tough one. Uh, <laughs> one to none. Uh, I'll take a horror sci-fi, please. All right. Here's your horror sci-fi question, Adam. What are the aliens in District 9 nicknamed? Giraffes, prawns, no. or bugs? Yeah. Prawns. That is correct. They are prawns. Whew. Little known fact. I say that like it's a little known fact, but big known fact. Uh, that was originally all those creatures and characters that designs were for the Halo film that I think Peter Jackson was working on. But Oh, uh, but yeah. Happened. Neil Bollenkamp was going to... Glam Camp, yeah. Glam Camp, thank you. Thank you, God. I always. No, no, no. You said his name right. I I, I said Sam Jackson, which was incorrect. I think he was producing it. My bad. Sam Jackson? Samuel Jackson? (laughs) What? I'm I'm lost now. I was was talking about the Halo movie. That I, no, no, I, I believe was, he was attached I, to. I meant to say, I meant to say Peter Jackson. Peter, did I say oh, Sam Jackson? <laughs> the second, just now, you just now you did. You did oh, say Peter boy. Jackson earlier. That was correct. Yeah, okay. you had it right. You had it right. right. Movie toast. Right. We know movies. Um, <laughs> We're not movie, certified fresh and movie people. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Moving on, Dennis. What can I Goodness. give you? I think I'll take a. I'll take a drama musical question, please. Who plays consigliere Tom Hagen in Godfather 1 and 2? Consigliere. All right, I kind of got that right, that word. Who played Tom Hagen? I guess, I don't know. I don't know what consigliere means. Is it like a judge or a police officer? I'm an idiot. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, he's in Godfather 1 and 2. Not 3. It's not De Niro, I don't think, so... I mean, you could say it. Doesn't you could not say it. Doesn't seem. Yeah, it's like doesn't seem right. I feel like it's a. I want to give you a hint, but I'm not giving you a hint because you didn't give me an awesome question earlier. <laughs> right, that all should be forever punished, and I deservedly so. At um, least for this round. Oh, son of a bitch! You know, I. Oh my god, I am. Think of, I think got of the, the star brain. power back in the day. Think of who was big in these 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 times. 
all I could the for some, some stupid reason, the only actor I can envision in my head, ah, John, some, the guy who plays Frank's brother in Sunny is like the only face that's coming to my head right now. And I know that's not right. Uh, I, I'd go with someone who's an actual bigger star, bigger star. than that guy. But you could say you could say it. I don't uh, know. What's I, your call? Oh, uh, man. Uh, I will say, all right, I'll give you a fucking clue because I'm a Dang. nice guy and it's no, the holidays. Oh, look at you. Um, Softy. When you were saying to Nero, you're kind of close, kind of close. I don't want to say in which way, but it's very close in one way. And that should be a big enough clue. Fuck. I'm not giving anything Robert else. Robert Duvall. That is correct, Dennis. There we go. You son of a bitch. Is, uh, Decoding my as soon as, yeah, as soon as you said, I was like, Robert, Robert. Oh, yeah. I think I remember. <laughs> Uh, I'm Mr. Duval. I get my there. mouth shut. You know what? All right, good, congratulations. Good things might come back around to you. Let's just say that. Yeah, I don't need your fucking pity. <laughs> I'll take a. Uh, I'll take an action adventure because that sounds like fun. Action adventure. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. No, oh, I'm gonna. Mikey, Chunk, Mouth, and Data all go hunting. The Goonies. You got it, sir. You saw it coming from my way. I hate that fucking movie. Oh. Uh, I don't know why, but I do. I do not like it. But hey, people love it. Just not do. me. I'm people. That's okay. Yeah, I guess you <laughs> <We> are. <can. laughs> if that's what you want to call yourself. <laughs> I like to think of myself as people, but right. others, others I, can I say like otherwise. I like to think of you as, as a person, but if you want to think you're more than one people, uh, that's that's fine with me, I guess. Many personalities. I guess. <laughs> why not? Live it up. Well, I think I'm up for an action adventure myself. Okay. Who co-stars with Patrick Swayze in Point Break? Toughy, Dennis, I know. Keanu Reeves. Ding, ding, ding. That is three right there, Dennis. I almost cleared a whole card. And I'm afraid if you ask the next question, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, I'll take a, <laughs> I'll take a uh, drama musical. Drama musical. All right. Ooh, this is a toughie. This is very I'm much, bring it. especially for film students like us, this is one that we're, we're not going to know well. Your sarcasm. I love it. Let me know if you need or a your hint. honesty. Who play the hitman in Tarantino's Pulp Fiction? Tough. Uh, I, I believe uh, one of them is definitely played by uh, this one guy that you might not have heard of. His name is um, Peter Jackson. <laughs> and uh, another one, I believe, was married to a woman who was married to a snowman. Uh, I, I'll go with the... Uh, uh, John Travolta and uh, Peter Jackson's best friend, Sam Jackson. I think I, you got it. You got it. Sir. Oh, thank God. Whew, that was a toughie. <laughs> uh, barely made it out of that one. Oh, man. Well, sir. Uh, I think I'll take a crack at that comedy comedy animation. The little porky pig okay. over, action over there. I really like these pictures on these cards. Me too. And I really like this actor in this one. Uh, it's also another tough one, so best of luck. Um, who plays gun-toting Jewish convert Walter in The Big Lebowski? He isn't rolling the Shabbos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, John, oh my God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
John, um, this John. isn't the science of weightology. Just oh get God. it out there, bud. No, I don't. Don't don't but, play around. I'm not. Like no, that, I'm really not. Uh, the man's a national hero. Fuck. Uh, John. And he works with monsters. Yes. Uh, and Billy Crystal. And now he's married to. Um. Yeah, that's very John. true. John. He went from Roseanne's husband to Katie oh Seagal's husband. Oh my God. Why am I drawing yeah. it? John Goodman. What? There that, you go. There yeah. you go. That hurt. It hurt. I can't actually. tell if that was an act or if you no, really. It really was not. There. That actually wow. was genuine. What you just heard, folks. Whew. That that's sad. But you know wow. what else is sad? The fact that you're one away and I'm two away. I believe. Right. This is that's that is where we are at. Yes, you are correct. Okay. It's getting close. I can live with that. It's getting close. Well, what what question are you going to conquer then? What you got? Well, I will also take a uh, comedy cartoon. All right, sir. God damn. It's, it, we, we did not get the toughies this time. Well, not based on how I answered the last I'm question. I'm pretty sure I've gotten but, two uh, questions wrong, so I'll take that as a sleight of hand. Uh, Magic Man. Who played the 40-year-old virgin? Ooh, one of my all-time favorite movies, and you just spoke of him in The Awesome Blossom, Mr. Steven Seagal. That's right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Steven Seagal is now the new Michael Scott in the reboot on Peacock. Uh, I guess I'll go with Steve Carell. <laughs> I just want to see Steven Seagal. He just like breaks Dwight's <laughs> arm, throws him out of the office. Uh, Dwight would not would not take that. He would he would go out swinging. I feel like Dwight thinks he would know what to do, and then he would just get his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, hundred like, percent. He did get his ass kicked by Michael, and he's the one That's who true. actually receives the training. So, <laughs> not a good look. Not a good look, Dwight. Not a good look, Dwight. Yeah, it Anywho. happens. This is an office orifices. It could be. Could, it could it very well could be. I'd listen to that shit. But uh, you're you're one away from a big win here, Dennis. You know what? The pressure is on. I, th- I think I'll win it with a horror sci-fi. Good old... I think you're a piece of shit. All right. Uh, in The Shining, <laughs> what phrase does Jack type over and over again? I didn't even read the question, but I just assume you're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's... um. I'll work and, and no. I'll work. Phrasing. I'll work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That is correct. Congratulations Ooh. on the double bell, there, Dennis. Ding ding. I was not rooting for you. Nobody was. <laughs> so That's I had to rise. Uh, the fan. I, I think the fan base likes you a lot more than my character. I don't know but about that's that. that's just me. It's a balance. We're a, it's a yin-yang. I've had a drunk friend once tell me, I, I listen to that show, that guy Dennis. No no offense to you, Adam, but uh, he knows what he's talking about, and uh, he seems very smart. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what a pal. What a pal. <laughs> and you know it's honest because alcohol was involved. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the main reason you fine folks are here. Why you just spent the last 22 minutes and 48 seconds listening to all that jazz. Because we want to talk and tell you about some movies and what we think you should and should not see. Dennis, you mind if I go first with a spooky Christmas film? Well, yeah. Why don't you start us off, buddy? 
Thank you, good sir. All right, so I watched the 84 horror Christmas film Gremlins. What is it? It's your new pip. Number one, you gotta keep him out of bright light. Number two, keep him away from water. It's incredible. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. Billy, what are these things? Gremlins. How come a cute little guy like this can turn into a thousand ugly monsters? That was Mrs. Deagle. I'll bet every kid in America would like to have one. They might even replace the dog as the family pet. Now, for years, I've been trying to get my girlfriend to watch this, but she's like, I I hate Gremlins. I don't even know how that's a Christmas movie. I'm not watching it. But then it was my birthday, and she's like, I guess I'll watch it. (laughs) And uh, so uh, for those of you who are like my girlfriend and just judge the Gremlins off of their ugliness and off of their cuteness as Mugwai, uh, it's about... Uh, a young man who lives with his parents and his dad uh, happens to buy illegally a little creature called the Mugwai from a boy who stole it from his Asian grandfather in this shady little Chinatown shop. And the boy says, hey, man, here's some rules. Don't get this fucker wet. Don't feed it after midnight. It doesn't like uh, lights. It doesn't like this and that. And they're like, cool, man. And guess what? Guess what? It's a very cute little creature, and the boy loves it, and the boy's a uh, He does dog. all the they, things. They were best friends. He does all that shit, and then little babies start popping out, and then you see these other ones, but they're a bunch of fucking assholes. Gizmo's the good guy. That's his, his, his OG guy. He's a cute little guy, but these other guys, oh boy, they cause a bunch of havoc, especially when they, uh, when they themselves then evolve into gremlins, when they really start killing things and fucking up things, and now it's a whole bunch of people. And Dennis, here's the thing about this movie. All right. I feel like this shit is fucked up. All right. So uh, when, when the gremlins <laughs> first uh, arise and become the big bad guys, we, we first meet them, I think, when they kill the scientist teacher. And that's cool. Whatever. That guy was cool. But uh, he died. Uh, but then it's at the house with the, the, the main character's mom. And she is kicking ass. And then at the very end, he comes home and helps her. And she's like, Oh, wow. I don't know how I'd survive without you here. And she's all genuine. I'm like, fuck you, man. This kid did all you did all the work. This kid did nothing. And then later on, when Phoebe Cates is at the bar, she's fucking serving these guys. She's doing everything she can to get a tip. These fuckers don't have money. And then she realizes they're out of control. And then she kicks their asses. And then this boy shows up and she's like, oh, wow, you saved me. And it's like, fuck you, man. You did nothing again. I mean, sure, he does some (laughs) stuff later on. And I want to spoil the movie here. But, uh. The ladies really shine in this movie. And you know who's a big piece of shit? The dad. This guy thinks he's an inventor. He gets toothpaste blasted at him all the whole all the whole movie. So I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, if you like creatures, if you like kind of wacky, fun uh, antics, if you like scary things, and you like cute little creatures and then scary creatures, eh, you're down for a good time. You want to watch some gremlins. Now, if you want to watch something a little more cartoony, you can watch the, the New Batch or the Bad Batch. I mean, the New Batch, yeah, but that's not a Christmas movie. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Gremlins, I need it three and a half slices of toast, Dennis. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Do you, do you agree or disagree? Or uh, where, where are you at with the Gremlins? 
It has honestly been a long time since I've watched that man. I'm gonna have to. I gotta give it another solid viewing again. But I do remember enjoying it. Uh, okay. The many years ago when I did last view it, but I, I think I'd stew for another another viewing before I could slice it myself. Fair enough. It's been a while since I had watched it, uh, but I'm happy I got around to it. Uh, both the Gremlin films are on HBO Max currently. If you have them, check them out. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have fun with it. Dennis, I think you got something Christmassy coming up, right? I do, I do. I'll toss in a little bit of Christmasness since we got to, since we got that just right around the corner. Here is my review of the 1983 classic, A Christmas Story. Only one story makes the holiday shine. That star is crooked. A classic tradition that's one of a kind. A Christmas story. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. It celebrates the spirit of giving. Wow. And songs to be singing. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a waterhouse of lights big and bright. Oh, you should see what it looks like from out here. And little ones, naughty and nice. Ho, ho, ho. A yearly tradition. I triple dog dare you. <laughs> Stuffed with delicious new treats. A little bribe never hurts. That make the holidays complete. So run, don't delay. Get your favorite holiday movie today. No, no, I want an official red under carbonation 200 Just be ready to shout. You'll shoot your eye out. Ho, ho, ho. A Christmas story. So, of, of course, we, many of us are familiar and have already seen the film, but for the rare few of you who haven't, this is a holiday classic, holiday American classic of a young boy's journey to get his dream Christmas gift and kind of a slice, in, slice of life of Americana at the time. Now, um, a lot of it is uh, narrated through by the author of the book of which this is based on, um, In God We Trust and All Others must pay cash, I believe was the name of the, of the, the book. And it, it was kind of just supposed to be this comedic comment on America at the time. And this child's perspective, we, we get Ralphie, a young boy who uh, wants this BB gun for Christmas that his mother thinks is wildly inappropriate for someone his age. And all of his friends want to get it too. And it's, it's the hottest, hottest present. Um, all the while he's living amongst the, uh, Goings on of a young child at the time, picked on by bullies at school, uh, fighting with his brother, just the a lot of those kind of social things. And we get a lot of funny family cue moments of going to get the family tree, swearing in front of your parent for the first time. The, a lot, a lot of these kind of beats, and it's it's a really cute film. Not all of it, obviously. Uh, those of you who've seen it know what scene I'm speaking of. Not all of it has aged so gracefully. Uh, we could probably do without some of the things like that, but uh, it's it's still genuinely funny. There's still genuinely sweet moments. The performances are fantastic. I still laugh my ass off every time you see the kid in the beanie in the mall turns around. I like the Wizard of Oz. I just about pee myself every time. Um, it's still, I think it still holds up great. Um Funny little tidbit here I, I found in this last uh, this last viewing. I looked up 
to see what I could find online. And so in the last scene, when they bring the, the, the duck out at the Chinese restaurant, it's in all of the cast members uh, scripts that that is how they were going to film it, except for uh, the woman playing the mother. Um, her copy of the script, uh, Melinda Dillon did not have the fact that the duck still had its head on. So her reaction when they set it down in front of her and she about jumps out of her chair laughing hysterically is just straight up her reaction because she wasn't ready for that. And immediately she turns into the shoulder, the shoulder of one of the kids and just starts laughing. And it, it draws the reaction of the rest of the cast too, which is exactly what the director was aiming for. I thought that was funny. It makes that whole thing. It makes a lot of sense why the reaction is so big, but, uh, Anywho, I still I still have a fun time watching it. It's a holiday staple in my home. Christmas story. I'm going to give it three slices of toast. What about mm. you, Adam? I think uh, the folks are hungry for some for some trolls. Hungry for some trolls. Well, you know, I think they could be hungry for some trolls, and I think that's a good way to get myself cheered up again because. Uh, you don't want to hear my take on a Christmas story. And uh, hey, ladies and gents, if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve or before you get that whole 24-hour marathon over on TVS, they're still doing that. Uh, so yeah, my next film here, Dennis, is uh, is like a little little, little holiday special. A movie? Uh, maybe it's not a movie, but it's in the, the zone and genre of a movie. It is Trolls, Holidays, and Harmony. Tis the season. It's the holiday season. That's special time of year. Mymond? Is that even a word? DreamWorks Trolls are back with an all-new holiday special starring Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, and the original cast of Trolls World Tour. Somebody yuk me. Trolls Holiday in Harmony, Friday, November 26th on NBC. And by holidays in harmony, I mean Trolls Holiday in Harmony. This picks up after Trolls World Tour, and uh, it's the holiday season, and uh, our, our main heroes, um, Poppy and Blanche, Branch, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're starting to get a little romantic, and then Poppy decides, hey, why don't we have like a secret Santa with everyone in the Trolls Kingdom? And uh, lo and behold, they get each other, and Poppy's a great gift giver, and Branch is kind of shitty at it. And uh, so... They both realize, oh shit, we gotta get the perfect gift for one another, or or she's gonna think I don't care enough about him, or he's gonna think I don't care enough about her, and uh, yeah, so it's just wacky circumstance. And then yeah, Keenan Thompson over here as tiny, uh, as the tiny little uh, glitter troll here, guy, a little guy. Uh, I fucking don't know his name. You, you know, you think you think I know names by now, but I just know their cuteness. Uh, Tiny Diamond, I believe, is his name. Uh, he he wants to get his dad. Uh, uh, he wants to sing the best song for his dad, but he can't find anybody anything that rhymes with his dad's name. And he goes on a quest to find out how to get the right words to sing for his dad's uh, song. And it's all about uh, just being with your loved ones on the holidays. And Dennis, I got to say, I hated the Trolls holiday special, the last one, uh, which was a continuation of the first movie where we had the Bergens and they're celebrating the Bergen Day with them. Uh, we had Zoe Deschanel and McLovin there. And I, I honestly, I love those characters. They made the first movie as amazing as they were. And then after, you don't see them again after this holiday special. And that holiday special sucked, bag of donkey 
things. And mm-hmm. uh, that movie was just a total stinker. Uh, but this one was a delightful romp. And uh, I believe it was on, I want to say, ABC or NBC, probably NBC, but it's on Hulu currently. Uh, I'm going to give Trolls Holidays in Harmony three and a half slices of toast. It was a delight. It was a romp. And it was sweet and sincere, Dennis. Okay, nice. All right. That does sound like a pleasant time for all the, all the troll goodness. Well, uh, I think that oh, does yes. it for a lot of our, our holiday-themed stuff, but uh, we got a lot of a lot more flicks. We got a lot more reviews. Oh, yeah, we do. In fact, uh, I think I'm going to jump back a little ways, Adam. I got a couple of reviews of uh, some stuff that I kind of just caught up to for the first time. I was... I was laid up for just a minute, so I, uh, I, I jammed a few, a few flicks in the past few days. Uh, the first one nice. being Logan. Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself. Today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real Where is she? Beneath the She's like you of time very much like you the feelings disappear she needs our help you are someone to come along. Someone has come along. I am still right here. And you could have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you down. So I unfortunately never got to see this one in theaters. I kicked myself still for never getting to enjoy the full spectrum of, of what this movie had to offer. But I do not regret finally getting around to it. That's for sure. Um, Logan tells the story of an older uh, Wolverine who's long, long after the days of X-Men. Uh, some cataclysmic event has occurred in which most of them are dead or are just not around anymore. And it's just... It's just a uh, guy, Logan, um, a crazy Professor Xavier, and uh, an albino dude that can smell mutants. And that's, that's pretty much where we're at. Uh, Logan's old, getting fucked up, uh, not doing much fucking up. <laughs> at least unless it means keeping himself or his ride uh, going. So uh, Logan is trying to scrape a few bucks together to try to buy a boat so he and Charles can go set sail so Charles' seizures uh, don't have a chance of harming anyone else around him anymore. They can get away from the main population. No one's going to ha- go find them. It'll all be good, except someone's found them. Uh, it turns out there's this guy, uh, this guy, well, there's woman is trying to 
been trying to track Logan down, finally found him, and is trying to ha- basically hand this kid off to him. You need to go take this girl to North Dakota. She needs a safe place to go. She's a mutant. Um, he's like, no, there aren't mutants anymore. He's like, well, she's one. You need to help her because she's like you. Long story short, we we get chased out of our, our hiding hole. We we take on the journey, of course. Um, we, we lose a, a couple friends along the way, unfortunately. And as we get closer to our goal, we have to say goodbye to a beloved X-Men uh, or two uh, down the road. But man, is it quite the journey. I got to say, the action in this is like, this is the kind of Wolverine action you've been wanting to see since like the first X-Men movie. It is so intense and visceral. I love the performance we get at a Hugh Jackman. This is definitely the best acted, I would say, of his of all the times he's played Logan, this is easily the best. I see why it got that attention it did when the movie came out. And it and it that kicks ass. It is a it felt a little long to me. I don't know if it was just the circumstances or just when I was No, it's it. a bit of a, a hefty film. It length, goes but, it goes yeah. yeah, there's a few scenes I just like I think we could kinda we could have just moved along a tiny bit faster. I get I get the point of allowing him to have these moments and giving him the opportunity to savor these things before the end of the film and sure, but it's like mm, we're also here for uh had what sit six now he's got four claws <laughs> eight really sharp reasons and i want i want to see that shit rocking from beginning to end six i was right the first time what am i saying um yeah and it's like i think that's my only detractor the only thing that keep me from giving it super high marks is i think we just put a little bit too much in there um the including up to the the final battle scene there's some really strange logic if you really think about what you're looking at I mean, what the hell? This convoy of trucks is like 20 miles long. If you really look oh, at yeah. what ends up happening, these kids are running 80 miles an hour. Logan's running at like 140 miles an hour. You know, in order for all of this to like actually have occurred, it's it was even within the world of the film, it got a little unbelievable to me. So that those are another one of the things that kind of took me out. But other than that, those minor things aside, still kicked ass. I, I thought it was a great movie. Very glad I finally got around to it. So I, I will give Logan uh, three slices of toast. I I get that. That's 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 a pretty nice way to put it. Um, I'm really shocked. I thought you've seen it before, so I'm, I'm excited to see that you actually got around to it. Yeah, yeah. I and like like you were saying before, I am the way that film ends. I have no doubt we could bring we could bring Wolverine back. Oh anyway, yeah, I'm we talked we talked yeah. yesterday off air about different ways he could come back in that world and other worlds or whatnot. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's just, will he do it? And hey, money is money. Acting's acting. Let's do it. Well, Dennis, uh, I recently reviewed the first of fourteen South Park original films for Paramount Plus. Uh, that last one was called South Park Post. COVID, and uh, this follow-up here is a continuation exactly where that left off. This one is called South Park Post-COVID, The Return of COVID. On the last South Park exclusive event. It's Kenny. He's dead. There's still no word from the hospital on what exactly killed Kenny. He was trying to find the answers to some pretty heavy stuff. He knew about the pandemic special. You're not going to like what you're about to see. This could change the world. People are really trying to go back in time. 
We're from the future. South Park, the exclusive event continues. Streaming December 16th. Only on That's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Um, so this uh, picks up right where we last left off. Uh, our guys now know uh, Kenny is dead and they're kind of the reason for it. But now they want to continue his research and go back in time and find out why he's dead and exactly what happened to their friendship and why he th- thought that they had killed them. And at the same point, that's uh, what, what, what our, our, our first few guys here, uh, Stan and Kyle, are doing. Uh, Cartman is on his own. He's, he's making this group of people up because he uh, doesn't want to go back in time because he's afraid he's going to lose his family. And uh, eventually he realizes, fuck, I, I guess I got to do what's right for everybody. I'll go back in time. And our guys go back in time to tr- try to figure out what exactly happened to them as kids. And we're seeing stuff that happened in the last couple of specials, but we're seeing from a different uh, point of view. And it's kind of a nice little uh, little wrap-up to the last thing that we saw. It was funny. They're, they're still uh, touching on relevant jokes. Uh, we're meeting more characters that weren't in the last one. Uh, a lot, lot of little like jabs at uh, Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. A lot of jabs at NFTs. And just a lot, a lot of fun. This, this was a lot of laughs. This one felt more cinematic than the last one, and the last one felt cinematic. Okay. It was nice, but this one was longer, and there was a lot more going on in it. I'm going to give South Park post-COVID, the return of COVID, three and a half slices of the toast. Uh, if you like South Park, this is definitely something you're going to enjoy, and this is even better than the first half, but you got to watch that first half to get to this half, or you're not going to really know what the hell's going on. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, it's yeah. very, very much a, a sequel to that first film. So more than like oh, a standalone. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious how many more of like, these literally are picks be... up minutes later. Okay. Damn. I mean, they, the weird thing is they, they tied up that storyline, but we now have seen where they're at currently. And it's very funny where, where it's at. Uh, so I'm wondering if when they come back with more of them, if it's going to actually be them as adults, or we're going to go back to them in current day. I don't know. Either way, it could be interesting, but I feel like they've already ruined the story of what happened to them in the past, but I guess now they've re- recon that. So I don't know. It should be interesting either That's way. True. Those yeah. those those silly guys, they'll think of something ridiculous to put the boys through. I think so. Uh, it's kind of like they're sending him to another planet and oh, just having these kids do some crazy things. I don't know, like they're like hedgehogs or something. Right. Running away from all those knuckles-like creatures. Yeah. I mean, oops. In other words, my next review... <laughs> I am uh, actually... I finally got around to watching... Uh, Here's another property that got made into a film, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. What? Ow! Let the plate Sonic! Let the pitcher's mount also Sonic! Ugh, I can't with that guy. Uh-oh. Uh... Supersonic! Why are you hiding out in my garage? They're coming for me! If they steal my power, they could conquer the universe. You have to help me. No, I don't. Please, it's life or death. Supersonic! Good morning, my rural chum. Mr. Dr. Robotnik. I'm going to give you five seconds to 
tell me where it is. Wait, don't hurt him. <laughs> Road trip. Woo -woo. This can't be happening to me. Oh my God, stop the car right what? now. What? The world's largest rubber band ball? We gotta see it. No, this is not some fun family road trip. Eh, you're right. It was lame. Gift shop was cool though. Whatever this creature is, I'm going to uncover the source of its power. Yeah. Uh, this is the video game based film, Sonic the Hedgehog that uh, we all came to love to hate there for a quick minute. But then it got a, got another touch-up, and it actually got some decent attention. Um, ben Schwartz, starring as the title character, uh, James Marsden, Jim Carrey, Tika Sumter. There's uh, Adam Pally. He's, he's hilarious. Uh, Lee Majoba, oh, yeah, the, 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 the like, assistant guy. That was great. Neil McDonough, even though he's only in a little bit of the film. I always like that guy and stuff. Anywho, it's a uh, it's great cast, cute film. We, it's kind of a road movie. The story of Sonic uh, running around a very familiar looking world for those who are a fan of the game uh, has to flee after getting chased off by some some baddies using the uh, iconic rings to travel from one dimension to another. And before landing on Earth, where he finally settles to call home before having to be uprooted once again by someone who's trying to capture him and potentially harness the the energy that his uh fur his body gives off just in the whatever it is his his magical sonicness um so over the course of this uh, james marsden police officer who's soon to be moving to san francisco uh decides he's he's gonna help him he's gonna try to get this guy away from batty jim carrey dr robotnik and uh over the course of the the journey we we have some we have some funny laughs we we have some touching moments. We it actually has a lot of heart. The it it was very well performed. I really did enjoy all the cast. Jim Carrey steals every scene he's in. Uh, the performance you would expect to see of someone of his caliber is totally present in the film. Um, one of the things I was kind of surprised by the music. I really dug it. The uh, the original score. Some of the other kind of just throughout the whole thing. It had a lot of very well edited sequences. I thought it was a good time. Uh, it's cute. It's still not like it's no Detective Pikachu. Um, the, a lot of the humor is definitely for well, younger yeah, younger audience. Let's be honest. It's that's who this was made for. It's it's still got some funnier things for for grownups, but not quite to the same level as like oh, I don't know. Well, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> um, I still not a bad time now. I don't regret watching it, but I'm going to have to give Sonic the Hedgehog two and a half slices. Fair it's, enough. Fair it's enough. Still a decent film. I think it's fun. It's a cute one to, to watch with the kiddos. Uh, not a bad one to sit through if you haven't yet. Um, I'll, I'll probably check out the second one now too. I'm, I'm a little curious. Let's see what, uh, let's see what tails gets up to in the, in the next one. That was going to be my uh, question. I was going to say, you think you'll follow up and see Sonic the Hedgehog too, but you just answered that. Will Thanks. I see it in theaters? I don't think so. I I don't. Yeah, I, I could wait and see it at home, just like I watched this one. Yeah. Well, this that that almost was the last film I watched before uh, theaters closed down. I mean, how many times I attempted to see it? Uh, I finally think I <laughs> saw it three times in theaters. Maybe I don't know. But uh, oh, man, definitely better than the last movie I saw before theaters shut down, which was Vin Diesel in Blood Spot. Oh you know, God, fuck that that's movie. Right. 
So I'm going to review Vin Diesel in Bloodspot right now. I don't even know if that's what it's called. Uh, no, my next movie is kind of in the same realm that your your movie was in an animated kids movie, uh, except mine's fully animated, not half CG hybrid. Um, mine is a movie you can find over exclusively on Paramount Plus, which ironically, I think when I saw the Sonic movie in theaters last year, I saw that this movie was coming out in theaters. There was a trailer for it, and I was so excited. And then I heard nothing about it for like a year or two. And now it's over on Paramount Plus. The movie I speak of is okay. called Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Stoker, the birthplace of monster wrestling. This is incredible! But for this once proud city to survive, a new champion must rise. Steve, wake up! Are you pretending to be asleep right now? Huh? <laughs> Listen, Steve might not look like much, but there is a champion monster inside of him. Did he eat one? <laughs> Thank you. That felt great. Maybe they're right. Winning's not really my thing. Not yet. We start training tomorrow. <laughs> 6 a.m. You're you're serious. You ain't seen that yet. One. One. You got this. <laughs> Let's start over. What do you love to do? Sleeping. Really? Sitting. Not helping. Oh, there's also dancing. What? I don't like dancing. That's so. Okay, yes! I love dancing. Wrestling is 80% footwork. Not bad for 22 tons. Are you ready to save this city? Yeah. Execute plan tango! Guacamole and chips for lunch today. You want to get some very questionable opponents and dance it? It's a disgrace to the sport. For a total joke. That's how I felt my whole life. But you believed in me. Okay, enough with the sappy stuff. Ugh, it's showtime. Now, this is an interesting movie. Uh, it's produced by WWE. Uh, so it's like, what? And has some interesting named people in it. Uh, but it's about a world where kaiju monsters are wrestling and that's kind of the big sport everyone loves it and uh there's a small town that was uh, all about wrestling they have a big ring there and uh our main character is is i want to say a little girl is like a teenage girl who uh her father used to be the uh, best uh, coach and she had the uh big uh, award-winning hometown hero and unfortunately at this point in, in time that we're at her dad has passed away and so has that hero and uh the hero that's currently there he like just hit it big he's voiced by terry cruz and he's like i'm leaving this town i want to go to a bigger town and everyone's devastated because now the the the, the arena is going to close up they're going to tear that down the whole town is kind of pretty much have to shut down because it was all based around the arena and she and then our main character winnie she's like fuck this man well they don't swear because it's a kid's movie but that's how i pictured it <laughs> she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna find a new monster and he's gonna become a new hero and he's gonna save this town and so she goes to this place and finds like a kind of offbeat monster voiced by will arnett and uh this monster he kind of does like fights but like they're kind of like cheap fights where everything's staged and played uh up for the audience and she convinces him hey why don't you come you can be our new town hero and it turns out that he is the son of the kaiju that her dad uh was training so 
that's kind of he they both have the family lineage there she wants to bring honor to the family and he doesn't really care but he's like yeah sure i'll do it for money because i like money and uh then when he's in his first battle he realizes oh shit this isn't like what i've been doing this is real fighting and so it's kind of about her training him and him becoming who he should be and overcoming boundaries and it's uh it's kind of delightful like because we find out he likes to dance so he kind of works dancing into his fighting and like they just kind of have this good rhythm back and forth and it's it's a cute little family movie so i'm gonna give rumble over on paramount plus three slices of toast oh nice yeah cool yeah that sounds like a fun time time. yeah it really was yeah 100 percent i i i was i was happy it didn't let me down that's good i i did uh my next review is of a maybe not so fun time that occurred back in 1974 over in spain (laughs) yikes um (laughs) although an interesting story um the, the title of my next review is La Naranja Prohibida, or A Forbidden Orange. And for the shooting death of actor Eddie Hassel, 18-year-old John Anton is being held on half a million dollars bond. Detectives say it was a random robbery attempt. 28-year-old Tracy Rollins. He is accused of killing 47-year-old Rebecca Landreth. Es posible que esa película hoy no se pudiera hacer. No sería recibida igual que hace años. Se echaría la gente encima, básicamente. De la noche a la mañana, bueno, pues se anuncia en la Seminci que vaya Oliva a contar con una proyección especial que se llama la naranja mecánica. Se pusieron a la venta las entradas y se agotaron enseguida. La gente llevaba hasta sus sacos de dormir. So this is actually a, a documentary uh, available over on HBO Max that is about a screening of the film A Clockwork Orange, the Stanley Kubrick film, back when... Uh, Spain was still under a a government that just uh, had a fierce uh, fascist dictatorship that banned a lot of uh, outside culture. There was a lot, not a lot of things from outside of Spain were making their way in without heavy government criticism and scrutiny. So there was a lot of like, there was a hunger for exposure to other stuff. And in a, a small town um, in Spain that, is, was known for being rather conservative, had a history of hosting this uh, film festival that started off as typically showing religious films, but started to show other, other more artistic representations of humanity and just the human experience. And that's really what the focus of that came, uh, came to be. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of turmoil at the time. There were students who were getting, uh, there's students who were constantly protesting. There was a, a rental uh, car factory that was uh, striking. The, a lot of unrest happening in this town for a, a, I think they said there was a population of like about 200,000 people, 300,000 or 30,000 of those 200,000 are students at the university. So there is a lot of Jesus tense ideas. You know, it was, it was just rife with that type of activity. And, there was this, like I said, this this thirst for for something, this uh, this experience, and uh, film was the way a lot of this came through. So what's interesting is, although uh, censorship was was heavy and to the detriment of many many films, they were able to sometimes able to get away with showing some edgier things under the context of it being the understanding of you know human emotion and trying to look at it in, as an artistic piece. But a lot of the times, Spanish citizens had to leave the country in order to see most of the big films. Even for big, uh, 
Hollywood productions were coming to Spain to film there, any of the money that was earned in Spain, they had to leave behind and spend in Spain. They had such control over uh, what films did over there. I mean, it was it was fascinating. Um, the the film actually, we, they, we get to interview several uh, uh, citizens of the town who were there when they were trying to put the festival on. Uh, all the, and it tells the story up to the day when they actually were able to to show the film and what it took to finally get there, uh, including uh, Stanley Kubrick himself. Only days before the exhibition, pulled the film and said he didn't want them to show it before they met uh, they they met the requirements that he demanded of them. Um, and it it was I mean it's fascinating. It is narrated by Malcolm McDowell himself, uh, and his his voice is amazing. I, I mean, obviously being the main character in uh, Clockwork Orange. He does offer a certain perspective that was that was pretty cool. There is a uh, there's distinct moments where you're hearing him go through his his narration of of the copy. You hear him reading the script, but then you can hear an obvious change in his tone when he's being asked more interview style questions, and he's just talking about his experience of working with Stanley Kubrick. And that was that was really cool. There's a lot of really neat behind the scenes photos and some footage that they were uh, they had on there. Um, a lot of backstory to the the history of that town itself and the she- and the importance is to why showing that film had so much gravity and had so much weight and it was a really fascinating piece and i think it's a really important film to watch because it highlights the importance of why we need to have movies still why why we're doing this why why it's so important to have that type of creative freedom and the the power it has and uh, the influence it has over over people and it was, it was really cool to watch. It was fascinating. I, I could not look away. And it goes by pretty fast. It's about hour 15 minutes. Um, it's it, it's pretty quick one. Like I said, uh, HBO Max, uh, The Forbidden Orange or La Naranja Prohibida in España. <laughs> I, I had a great time watching it. Uh, I'm going to give it three slices of toast. Very fascinating uh, little documentary. Nice. That that's kind of cool. A little different take on like such. A, I didn't even know that 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 happened in, in real life. That's kind of cool. And I like hearing you speak Spanish or Colombian or whatever it is. It's, Spanish. it's like damn you. You should do the whole fucking show like that. Just like dub yourself over. Hey, if I can learn it, challenge. I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me oh, time. Man. We'll get there, folks. Maybe next right. year. <laughs> next next year i'm holding you to it, man. All right. Um, my next movie I have here. I have a uh, three more. Yeah, yeah, three more movies. I'm going to go kind of quick, but the time they deserve, I'll give it. I got a, a new Hulu original movie that was uh, written and directed by the uh, guy that made uh, or made uh, wrote the upcoming uh, Batman movie, The Batman. Uh, the movie I speak of is called Mother Android. What's up, squirrel? Did you see Bart? No. We got to get going, seriously. She won't. Stop kicking. Come on, baby. Uh. Let's go. Go! Go, 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 go! In a perfect world, none of this ever would have happened. Androids were a part of our everyday life. We're hot chocolate, sir. And then one night, everything changed. We've got to get to Boston before I give birth. 
the only safe place. How long would that take? Two weeks. If you can find a safe way for us to go, I'll go. I'm fighting a war against an enemy that literally never sleeps. Killing machines. They won't stop until we're all dead. We gotta get through no man's land without being noticed. No checkpoints. No humans. A lot of androids. We'd have to be quiet. Silent. We'd have to be silent. Uh, this is uh, set in uh, the near future where androids are kind of like in everyone's houses. They're kind of like maids and butlers and chefs and like everyone has a bunch of them. Uh, but then all of a sudden they have an uprising. Go figure. That doesn't happen very often. And uh, they start taking over the world. And, and right when we start our movie, uh, our two main characters are at like a Christmas party. And we find out that one of them, one of them is pregnant. And the other one's the one that got her pregnant. And they're like, fuck, man, this this is uh, this is going to be rough having a baby. Should, and, but let's let's go party. This is before the whole Android uprising happened. And uh, then as they're at the party, that's when the androids start going crazy. And then we cut for it like nine months. They're kind of in the, the woods and they're like trying to make their way to a safe haven where they can uh, give birth to a baby. And then uh, apparently... Like this place, uh, you take a boat and you can flee to a country, I think like China, uh, where androids have not taken over some some reason or another. Uh, so they're hoping they can go and get on that safe haven ship and be good to go. But they got to they got to go through a vast uh, no man's land of androids and other people and uh, twists and turns happen. Uh, it's kind of action packed. Um, it's kind of silly at some points. Uh, I do gotta, gotta get it out of the way and say, I did work on this movie, but nothing major. I just did COVID stuff. It was one of the first movies back oh, that shit. I was on. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, cool. so that was kind of fun. And when we're filming, I'm like, oh man, fuck this movie. Cause we're literally in the woods all the time. And like, it was raining all the time. So it was like the most miserable circumstances, but it kind of it kind of works. It helps. It lends itself. It adds more to the eerie vibe that they have. So it's kind of cool. Uh, it was definitely better than I thought. Like I left this movie to go work on that Black Friday movie I reviewed a few weeks ago, which oh, got yeah. not such a stellar review from me. Uh, and I was su- surprised because my name's actually in the credits. I thought they'd pull my name out of it, but it's like, oh, cool, that's cool. I did oh, nice. the movie, so that's nice. Uh, but yeah, so this one's over on Hulu, and it's a post-apocalyptic a post-apocalyptic movie where uh, a couple are trying to survive against androids from uh, getting killed. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half slices of the toast. It, it's good. But like I said, there's some stuff that you got to question, but okay. there are some good twists and turns that come here and there. So uh, if you like that type of movie, uh, it's worth checking out, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because I, yeah. I had that one in my queue and I just didn't get to it in time for this week's episode, but... Yeah. I'll, 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 leave it there. I'll keep it there. I'll keep it on the queue. Honestly, hey, hey, if I didn't work on it, I probably wouldn't have checked it out, but I'm happy I did because normally I don't like movies set in the woods or deserts. I don't know why. Uh, up next, I have another location that's an interesting one, uh, That a film with an interesting location. I have the uh, new Guillermo del Toro film, Nightmare Alley. I'll ask you simple questions. You will answer in short sentences only what you believe to be absolute truth. Absolute truth. I can do that. Now, brief as you can, what is your name? 
Stanton Carlisle. Are you a true medium? Yes, I am. Mr. Carlisle. Doctor, how about that? Please lay down. Can you read minds? Yes, I can. Under the right circumstances. Keep your answers brief. What do I want? To be found out, same as everybody else. Are you in contact with the beyond? Well, we've had our share of snake charmers in the past. We deal with them. So uh, this movie is about a drifter. We start off seeing Bradley Cooper dragging a body and putting it in a crawl space of a house and <laughs> then lighting that house on fire and, and fleeing. You see him get off a bus, then he follows a little person to a carnival, and then he kind of joins the carnival and becomes a carny. He learns the way of like <laughs> beca- being like a uh, fucking fortune teller or like someone who can like tell you about like if you're like dead family members or whatever are next to you. Yeah, and he kind of learns the tricks of the trade from this old guy who's an alcoholic. Yeah, clairvoyant, exactly. I could not think of that word. And, like, the the, the guy who's training him is a bit of an alcoholic, uh, and he's like, hey, man, I don't do this and that and this because it leads to slippery slopes, and I I don't suggest you do it. But being the young hotshot that he thinks he is, he's like, fuck you, old man. And inadvertently, does he kill him? He gives him a bottle of alcohol that happens to be uh-oh, not the alcohol you're supposed to use for drinking. And then uh, after that happens, he's kind of the hot shot at the place, and he he's in love with this uh, young woman who can take uh, brutal electricity coursing through her veins, and he's like, what if you and I leave this circus and we start our own show? And then we pick up a year or two later and they're doing great. They're, they're doing these clairvoyant shows at like nice fancy places for rich people until a femme fatale comes in and kind of, offers him a little sweet deal on the side to be like, Hey man, there's this guy who has this problem, this problem. You can exploit him. I'm, I was his doctor. I know this and that about him. And then a lot of twists and turns happen. It's kind of like a modern day noir set at a, uh, carnival slash rich person's area. That's that, 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 that sentence makes no, no, no sense. But, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> it has a great cast. I feel like the movie drags a bit, uh, but it looks beautiful and, and, and it's well acted, but there's a lot where I'm like, you could cut that out. You could cut that out. You could do this and that. Uh, but overall it's, it's, it's a fine film. I don't know why lately I haven't been digging Guillermo del Toro's work as much, but, uh, overall I'd give nightmare alley two and a half slices of toast. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of his. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I would say this one, this one did pique my interest. So I'm still very curious to, to get this one down. And I believe it's based upon like a uh, famous novel. So, yeah, I don't know. Take that uh, with you wherever you go, people. I, I'm just saying words now. I, Let I, me get I'm to taking the... it. <laughs> it's with me. Thank you. Uh, there's no way home from here, Dennis. I want to tell you about the biggest movie of the week, man. Spider-Man No yes. Way Home. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week. Where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe.
Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. Ah. So as we all hopefully know, if you're watching, and by watching, I mean listening to the show, you hopefully like some Marvel stuff. You've hopefully seen the movies. You hopefully have seen Spider-Man Far From Home and found out at the very end of the movie, everyone knows that he is Peter Parker, and Peter Parker yeah. is Spider-Man. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Mysterio, sets him up as if he was a bad guy. So now, oh man, now he's really going through the ringer. Some people love him for being Spider-Man, but a lot of people are kind of against him and think that he's a bad guy. And this is negatively affecting everything. Like, he, he, him and his aunt may have to move out of their house and go to a safe haven, uh, which happens to be Happy Hogan's house. Uh, and all his friends, his his best friend ned and his girlfriend mj and him all have aspirations and dreams to go to mit but every single school even their safety schools turn them down because they're associated with spider-man and uh the, the peter gets fed up and goes to his old pal dr strange and he's like hey man is there any way you could do like a fucking a spell to make everyone forget that i am spider-man he's like yeah sure i could do that for you and it's like and Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme because of the Thanos snap. Doctor Strange was gone and Wong was the only one there. So he is the high ranking official. And Wong's like, hey, man, don't do it. That's that's terrible plan. If you do it, I, don't tell me anything about it. And so as Doctor Strange is going through about to do the spell, Spider-Man's like, well, I, I need this person to know I, 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 I exist. I need this person to know and that person. And he just starts throwing other caveats into it. And, and the whole spell gets fucked up. And then all these villains from other Spider-Man universes, uh, the films that we've seen, Spider-Man and Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, they're all coming in and like, they're trying to, he's trying to capture them and essentially realizes, oh shit, these guys are all from different dimensions and in their dimensions, most of these guys are dead. And if we send them back to their dimension, we're just sending them to their death. What if I'm a scientist kind of, what if uh, I, I try to find a way to, rehabilitate them like they're all flawed because of this scientific thing that happened to them so i'm gonna try to help them and they're all like fuck it yeah sure do it to me because uh i'd rather be alive than dead and then uh Interesting. yeah things kind of happen twists and turns battles no battles different characters popping up here and there i don't want to spoil things i mean by now you probably know most of these things but i'm gonna hold back from them uh it was definitely a uh, 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 quite the ride dennis it was fan service to the max it was like a good payoff if you if you're following this story of peter parker in, in the mcu nice and 
And they're even pulling, uh, you, you can tell that this is set in the world that we know. Of course, we have Doctor Strange, but in the background, you see, like, when they're in New York, you see a uh, billboard for um, fucking uh, Rogers the Musical. So oh. you're in <laughs> our current world that we're watching Hawkeye in. Nice. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's a bit long. Some parts seem a little unnecessary. Other things, you're like, come on, do I believe this? And other parts, you're like, oh, fuck, dude, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to give it four slices of toast. It's really Holy good, shit. I think. Is it the strongest out of all these films? No. But what they do with it, they, they really wrap his story up in a bow. Uh, it, it's fantastic. There is, of course, a mid credit scene, which I think is lackluster. And then there's something after the credits that I'm like, oh, I like this, but I don't think this should be a mid credit thing. But uh, definitely stick around for both those uh, items. Awesome. I cannot wait until and, I can uh, get out there to see this one, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, I think you'll love it. And uh, I saw this uh, with the 40X. So I got the chair shaking Ooh, and things thrown out nice. in 3D. So it was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, although I will say 3D, not very 3D, not really worth it for that aspect. Uh, okay, but if you got okay. one of these moving seats, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to see it again. It's just there's a whole bunch of other movies happening because of the holidays. But uh, yeah, I can't wait till you get a chance to check it out. I, oh, I really would sure. love to talk about it again. And Hell by yeah. then, hopefully, a lot of these spoilers we can we can spoil shit. But I don't want to do that right now. Since oh it's yeah, so fresh. Yeah. Well, for, yeah, no yeah. good call. And I appreciate yeah. you not spoiling it for me too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Oh, but, man. Uh, oh, well, worth well, it. good stuff. I think uh, spe- speaking of uh, Marvel Universe, I think we, we got our, our last stop before we close down this uh, oh so close to Christmas episode, sir. And that would be Hawkeye. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're Hawkeye! Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids jingle bowing Things have gotten more complicated. It's the most wonderful time. Oh, yeah. Episode five of Hawkeye, to be exact, uh, titled Ronin. Ooh, I like that title. You'd think with the title, that badass, it would be a badass episode. It all starts off cool. Oh, yeah. So we we jump back uh, uh, right out the gate. We jump right back to uh, 2018. Uh, If the date sounds familiar, it's because a certain snappy event's about to occur. Um, uh, a certain Black Widow and her sidekick are in the house of another Black Widow getting ready to try to knock out her brainwashing as we learned back in the Black Widow film. So Mm -hmm. she believes she's going to save the rest while her sister's doing the the good guy thing. Um, Little do we know, she, uh, this is the day of the snap. 
away Damn. goes away goes uh um Elena and uh, uh back she comes five years later without realizing it having to be explained what happens and she now must learn the fate of her sister unfortunately um we we catch up to today and we are back to finding out uh Jack seems to be behind a lot of the uh, the tracksuit mafia crap even mm-hmm. though it's like even though we can kind of see it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it's, uh, we're, we're trying to build some of this stuff up as well as the fact that, uh, uh, we're, we're hunting down Clint. Uh, Elena mm-hmm. is, uh, claims she's been hired to kill Clint Barton, but she decides to give Kate a little heads up first. Yeah. Well, as, as, as we saw, Kate could have, shot an arrow at her in Kate's eyes. She could have killed her, but she's like, come on, you couldn't kill me. And uh, yeah, we have this cute little scene. Don't of, like, make Kate's me laugh. You kill like, me. <laughs> You're funny, uh, we, Kate we got... Bishop. I, just, I like that little exchange <laughs> with the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pretty much uh, uh, Black Widow's sister is waiting for fucking uh, Kate to come home. And she waited so long, she ended up making herself mac and cheese. And there's a scene of them just at a table talking. And that's pretty much what you're getting in this episode. You're just getting a lot of people just sitting around talking. Holy shit. Yes. Is interesting, but not really. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. No, I, I, oh, (laughs) man. I, like, that opening fight scene was like, oh, shit, we're just going to jump right in. And then I didn't. Oh, yeah. You come to realize, no, I think that's the only fight you see the entire fucking episode. Not the even when Ronan thing. is on there. Like, you know, yeah. he doesn't even fight anybody. You just see the bad guys get the classic getting pulled out of frame thing. You don't even get uh-huh. the fight. And if you're calling an episode Ronan and you show in a movie this guy being a total badass killing people, you kind of expect that out of an episode of his yeah. show. Yeah. The show's but called Hawkeye. The episode's named Ronan. We don't need to fight. Nah, who needs to do that? <laughs> but uh, the intriguing thing is, like, trying to figure out who actually hired the yes. Black Widow assassin to come get Clint. And yes. uh, I'm happy that I have been hot on this person's track the whole time. Well, kind of. This person I always suspected is working, allegedly, with the bad guys. And guess what? We're getting some fan service here. Yes. That, uh, uh, everyone's been waiting for and if, if you wait till the very end of the episode yeah, I mean you see a picture of said person but if you watch the whole uh, credits you'll see a picture of uh, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop on on like some buildings and then you'll see them in the shadow of this big badass character oh man they leave you off on a thing being like holy shit we're finally at the point that we all wanted to see how are they going to stick this landing can they stick the landing can or is it going to fizzle but Either way, they're getting a badass character coming out that we all love from another show that we weren't sure if it was canon or not. And I, I, I this only goes to show we've we finally confirmed this, and I'm really pumped for the direction it's going to go. But like you said, we, is it going to pan out? We'll have to see. I'm hoping it gets at least to the service that the series this character is originally from got because the guy but I can can't see hold that. his own. <sighs> I can't see him doing half the things that he did on Netflix on Disney, which saddens me. But it's like just having him is great. But it's like, uh, I don't know how we're not. Yeah, he's never. I mean, we're not going to see the full strength of him so much as I would just want the tone. I want that scary presence. You know, I want the fact that that you still Irving delivery. He had, you know, just he is so good. <laughs> my fa- my favorite villain in the MCU, hands down. Yes. yes. He- and the fact that we get to know him and his family, guys and gals. We're talking, of course, of the great Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. As 
Jersey, if you don't know. Yes. And we get to see a picture of him and it's like, ah, yeah. But no, man, he, like, we got to know him. We knew his family, knew his backstory. And now we're getting to see him where he deserves to be on the mantle. So now this opens it up to so many things. He could be in so many different places in the future. Hopefully they don't kill him in this next episode. I'm rooting for a villain, Dennis. I did. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I really hope they don't kill him either because that would be such a waste this is a guy yeah. who by his own account still loves the city of new york he sees it as his realm you know like mm-hmm. uh the some you know ronan coming back to town that i i love the idea of like oh i gotta do something about this guy this guy's yeah done too much shit to my business interests like i i, I miss that old mentality that that guy used to bring to the game and that's what you get to like. You like the fact that he himself doesn't look at himself as villain. He does what he has to do to protect his city and to protect his, the ones he loves. Kind of what right. every superhero does. Yep. He just, his yeah. means are by any. <laughs> sure. Definitely. Oh, man. So I'm hoping next week we get a good, thrilling conversation to talk about Hawkeye. Yeah, me too, man. Right now, we haven't had that yet. And it's funny. I noticed with every fucking MCU show that we've had, everyone's like, this one's the best. No, now this one's the best. Now this. And it's like, I've heard one person say they love this show. And I like it. I feel like it I definitely like it, fits yeah. more in with all the films. But it's not as original and fun and action-packed and no. what we've got to known and love on the other shows. But hopefully this next episode can help tweak it a bit but, yeah. I mean, a little too late i don't know yeah i'm not but, exactly holding my breath to uh, as far as like thinking this is going to be like the it's still on the bottom of the list of the disney uh, marvel series for me personally yeah that doesn't it's a short list though it's not like it's that doesn't yeah. make it terrible it's no, just no, no. by no means is this the strongest yet and yeah. it just seems like a poor excuse as a transition piece to get kate bishop in the new hawkeye position and so. honestly I haven't been a giant fan of some of the stuff that's been happening in the MCU. I thought Black Widow, sure, it was good. I did. I, I loved Shang-Chi. I did not care for the Eternals, which, Dennis, you can see that's going to be on Disney Plus in a month, I believe, in January. Oh, sweet. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like I, I don't know if the MCU knows what the MCU is anymore. I think they're still trying to find their feeding or their footing, and I think they're. I, I hope they'll get there. I hope they don't rush it and pull a, a DCEU and just make things happen too quick. I feel like they're trying to do their due diligence, but they're also trying to rush it, I think. Well, oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, the last the the last series of films and all of the that first uh, couple of eras of Marvel took how long to get to that point? And then how many false starts yeah. have we had just to get to this point? I mean, this, this was back when Ed Norton was still fucking the Hulk. The, true, we, we true. Was, that was still that was building this current Marvel universe we are in. Now, have we mm-hmm. spent this amount of time on the this next batch of films? No, we know we yeah. haven't because we've had to. We, they had to rush a couple of these things out. They had to push a few things back and forth because of uh, the global climate and stuff. Sure. So, I don't think we are going to get as nearly a polished or as strong a, a strong representation in our next generation of Marvel films. So. I think mm. we're, we're going to have to have a couple of stinkers. And then once we learn from those mistakes, maybe we start bouncing back to where the universe needs to go. Or let's just send that budget over to Star Wars. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Star Wars is also in a in a timeout in my book. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Book of Boba Fett. I mean, the TV show-wise, it's going great. But the film world, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 
Uh, which have you watched the uh, the the uh, trailer for the new uh, Star Wars show? I mean, it's new new. Sorry, the new Star Wars video game. Eclipse or not. whatever. I have not. Oh yet. man, it looks bitching. Oh, speaking of bitching, Dennis, do you mind if I if I pop in a little more uh, TV talk very uh, briefly? Yeah, what you got? Not long. Oh man, uh, I I just binge watched this last uh, three days. Um, the uh, series that spun out of the uh, SNL shorts and film MacGruber uh, now on Peacock. Oh. There's a MacGruber TV show. Are you sure about this, sir? No, Major, I'm not. This son of a bitch is our only hope. He's what we like to call a problem inmate. Why is that? He doesn't play well with others. Is this what you want? We need you, McGruber. Why me? You were specifically requested. Mac, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's a suicide mission. Who let the dog out? My country has invited me to die for it, and I RSVP'd yes, queen. Uncle Sam tells you to jump, and you go get your jumping shoes. Classic MacGruber. Queen? Hello, MacGruber. This isn't just any mission for me. This is personal. He murdered my mother. I'm in. Thank you, soldier. You're gonna get us all killed. Millions of people are gonna die. We're talking about a world ender here. I think it's time to call the cavalry. We are the fucking cavalry. Time to go make some widows. Get shot! Smell you later, Vic. And I mean that with every fiber of my being. I will smell you later. I think it might be time for a little R&R. Oh, yes, I could use some rest and relaxation. No. The other R&R. Ramming and rimming. Oh, Uh, and it is fantastic. Well, uh, hey, you know what? I'd know. argue it's fair to include, uh, purely for the fact that it is seems to be a continuation of the film. 100%. So... I think it's very good. Picks up, picks up <laughs> from the events of that film and in real time. I know MacGruber's not for everyone. Dennis, I know it's not for you. It wasn't <laughs> for me for a while. I, I, I saw a test screening of it, and I'm like, what is this shit? And then I, I, I mean, then I, I watched some of the SNL shorts, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's funny. And then I rewatched the movie, and I'm like, all right, I get it. It's it's like a Yorma uh, Lonely Island-style humor. you got to really be in the mood for that humor. And have an, uh, an affection for Will Forte being a lovable goof who thinks he's the world's best person when he's not as a character. And uh, this, this show just takes it to another level and it's a fun ride. It's like eight episodes and I just could not get enough of it. If you get Peacock, yay, Peacock's free. Peacock also costs money and Peacock also costs more money if you don't want any commercials. Um, definitely, I, w- I would give this show, I've watched it all, I'd give it three and a half slices of toast. I'd say if you <laughs> like goofy humor and Will Forte and and all these people, Kristen Wiig and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. All, all the other cats. Ryan Phillippe Ryan could not think of his name. There you yes. Go. Uh, and, uh, and Billy Zane, I believe, Alley, is in it too. It Billy Zane, yep. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, a lot of people, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> awesome. Definitely check it out if you like goofy things. Uh, 
Uh, I'm talking talking about MacGruber the show. Hell, in the in the in the beginning of the show, MacGruber signs himself out of prison. He spells his own last name incorrect. That's how dumb he is. <laughs> but he does it with such finesse and 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 excitement that you're like, holy shit, this guy's a dumbass. Oh man, he's the he is the he's he's a, he's a hero. Uh man. Right. Well, I, I I've rattled off so much shit today. I don't know what else I could talk about. That was a good pile Just of reviews, a, though. I think, uh, yeah. especially for getting a few extra in before before the Christmas festivities crack off. Mm-hmm. Well, Merry man. Christmas, Happy yeah. Hanukkah. I know Hanukkah's ended. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa. Uh, hopefully, you'll see us here. Listen to us next week, uh, so we can say Happy New Year's then. But if you don't, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, folks, and Happy New Year, and enjoy your holiday. Make it a good one. Get some get some more flicks in. Watch, Finish watching all those classics. Uh, cuddle up with a loved one. Pet the, pet the pup or the kitten. Have a, good, have a good one, folks. You take care and have a warm and happy holiday. Yeah, and stay toasty. We're not even going to ask you to do all the things we normally do. If you listen to the show, you know where to find us. You know what we'd like you to do. We just want you to stay toasty and enjoy the holidays. That's right. Yeah, happy, uh, happy New Year's. Merry Christmas, folks. I, I hope you're enjoying going to... Ah, sorry, let me fucking hit that again, please.